2 Timothy chapter 4, if you found it and you're able to, let's stand together. We're just going to read the first four verses. 2 Timothy chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 1, the Apostle Paul says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables." Look back at verse number three in that first phrase, describing some things that'll take place. Paul told Timothy, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. I'm going to preach for a few moments this morning on this subject matter on a commitment to doctrine. Commitment to doctrine. And that's what we're going to look at in the scriptures this morning. Let's pray and then you can be seated. Father, we love you. Lord, thank you as we just sang as a congregation, I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world has to offer. And Lord, it's because of that we can look forward to that wonderful Beulah day, Beulah land. Lord, when we get to set foot in heaven and get to spend eternity with Jesus. But Lord, until that day comes, Lord, I do pray in each and every one of our lives and in the life of our church Lord, there would be a commitment to doctrine, Lord, the importance of it, and Lord, would you solidify some things in our hearts and lives today. Lord, we'll thank you for what you're going to do now. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. As we read in chapter number four, Paul is leaving Timothy with some of his final words. In fact, according to history, as we read down through... Um, We know that these are the final words that the Apostle Paul would be penning down. In fact, just a few verses after this is where he says he's ready to be offered. In other words, his time of departure is at hand, as he puts it. And it was shortly after this, not to get too much into the history or, or the occasion of this, but yet the Apostle Paul would be led from his prison cell, and he would be put to death shortly after these words were to be penned. But it also says here that he has faithfully finished his work for the Lord. He said this down in verse number seven. He knows that there's a crown that is waiting for him, according to verse number eight. We know that he goes in and deals with some that have forsaken him and have gone the way of the world. He's asking for some to be able to come and to be able to visit and to be able to see him before his death. Can you imagine having that opportunity to be able to go see the Apostle Paul before his time of departure? What I like about the phrase time of departure is usually we use them in a traveling sense, whether it be an airplane or we use it on a train or a bus schedule. 
and usually a time of departure also has a time of arrival. And uh, I'm so thankful as the Apostle Paul was thinking of this, that he's saying my time of my departure is at hand. He also knew that there was going to be a time of arrival on the other side. It's here in verse number one that the Apostle Paul is charging Timothy. In other words, giving him some commands before he were to depart from this world. Of all the people that Paul was writing to, we have two letters to the uh, pastor here, and sometimes evangelist Timothy, that is serving the Lord, and Paul's choosing to write to him and say, I want to charge you with some things before I leave his last words. Twice in the verses that we read, once in verse number two and once in verse number three, we have the word doctrine. One time it's used for exhorting here in verse number two, and then in verse number three, it's actually used in the term of warning, not just exhorting, but also warning. And may I remind us we must settle in our hearts that doctrine is important. We're going to look at this. It's more important than human emotions, than desires, or may I even say more important than man's opinions. Over the years, there's been religious groups and some of them mainline denominations that have met to determine (coughs) and to list what their doctrine would be. Well, here in 2023 and at Granite State Baptist, I believe that there needs to be a commitment to doctrine. You say, well, doctrine divides. You're exactly right. But may I remind us that doctrine also unites because that's Granite State Baptist Church. We hold to a certain doctrine. We'll get into it from the scriptures. And those that are gathered around Granite State Baptist, what unites us is not that we all like the building. There's a hundred different things I'd change about the building. I had a pastor tell me as we were talking about the, the building, and I said, well, we weren't able to do this. And he looked at me, and he said, Brother Peter, he said, name one pastor that's ever said, boy, we just have the perfect church building. I wouldn't do a thing different. Every pastor across the country. Listen, that's not what unites us here. It's not that everybody loves one another and likes one another. Because I know we go through times in our lives that, listen, we we may love one another because the Bible says to love your enemies, but we may just not like each other right at that moment. And it's not our mutual agreement that we love each other that brings us all together here. But I will say this, we'll unite around doctrine. But may I say there's some that are not here this morning because they've divided over doctrine. You say, Pastor, are you okay with that? I'm okay with us staying exactly where God desires for us to stay and believe in the doctrine that has been once delivered unto us. We understand as we look at doctrine, listen, by definition, the doctrines of the gospel actually are described as this and defined as the principles or truths that were taught by Christ and his apostles. That's the doctrine of the gospel. It was also said this, that doctrines may be true or false. It may just be no more than a mere tenant or opinion that people believe. Doctrines, as we look at our church, and it was joked about last night when we were gathered together and praying, we still pray at seven o'clock on Saturday 
night and praying for God's working and moving upon the services on Sunday. And I usually give the subject matter of what I'm going to be preaching about so that that can be prayed over and for God to be able to work in a special way. And it was joked about last night and said it's going to be a rather long service because we're going to be going through all the doctrines that we believe. Well, there's coffee downstairs if you need to slip down and grab some. We're not going to go through the entire list of doctrines that we hold to, but may I just remind you of some that, listen, I believe according to the scriptures, these are non-negotiables. These are not preferences. These are not, well, that's your opinion. I'm talking about doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ, doctrines of God the Father, doctrine of the Holy Spirit of God. Doctrine of the scriptures, doctrine of the resurrection. We truly believe that it was a bodily resurrection from the dead, that Jesus actually came back from the dead. We believe in the doctrine of the resurrection, the doctrine of the second coming of Christ, the doctrine of the church, the doctrine of Satan. Yes, he is real, but may I remind us that he's already been defeated and he knows he's defeated. The doctrine of angels, yes, they are real, but included in that doctrine, I'm just hitting on a few things. Listen, they included in that doctrine of angels, listen, they're not to be worshipped. Every situation we have like that, they're told, stand up, listen, don't be worshipping, don't be falling at the feet. The doctrine of angels, the doctrine of end times. And what is to come? Listen, there are doctrines that are here in the scriptures. May I remind us before we get into the message that doctrine should be determined, should determine our lifestyle and actions. But doctrine should not be determined by our emotions. You see, I believe if we truly believe something and there are doctrines that we hold to, if I believe certain things about God, then that ought to affect my behavior on a daily and a weekly basis. If I believe things about the doctrine of the church, which I believe is plainly spelled out throughout the New Testament, if we believe certain things about the doctrine of the church, it ought to affect my behavior. Listen, it ought to even affect my emotions. If I believe certain things of doctrine about the scriptures in believing that this is the very word of God, it ought to affect my life that we hold to. Now, listen, if you don't believe certain things about the doctrines of scriptures and say, well, that's just man's book. That's just written by man. It's no wonder that there's no authority and you can just be wishy-washy and back and forth and get blown about by every wind of doctrine because there's no final authority in your life. I believe the doctrine of scriptures. I believe the doctrine of end times. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is going to himself descend from heaven with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. I believe the Lord's coming back to be able to take us to heaven with him. You say, how do you know that? Jesus said so in John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Boy, that's a great four words. 
That's in John chapter number 14 and verse number three. I'm thankful for that, the doctrine. Now, as we look at this, we have these two mentions here in verse number two and verse number three about doctrine. We read this statement here that it says that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. You say, pastor, are you okay with people leaving Granite State Baptist Church? No, I I, I want everybody to be here. I want everybody to be here. But the Bible tells us there's going to come a time, and I believe we're in the middle of it, that people will not endure sound doctrine. Now, listen, this is my notes. I'll just give you a side note right here. He uses that word endure, sound doctrine. You know, there's sometimes that Bible preaching and Bible doctrine is just hard to swallow. I believe that's why he uses the word endure. Because you're going to have to suffer through it because our flesh doesn't like it. You say, well, pastor, I don't agree with that. Endure. Endure as we go through it. Let me share a few thoughts as we look into the scriptures today. First of all, I want you to see the foundation of our doctrine. The foundation of our doctrine. We could go back and be able to read several things, but I want to go to verse number two. You see, in verse number two, the first three words there say this, preach the word, preach the word. The foundation for the doctrine that we hold to is found none other than the word of God. Now you can go back and listen, I'm not, I'm not against creeds and statements and confessionals that have been assembled over the years, but they better be based and have the foundation upon the word of God. If you start researching, and I'm not going to list them all off for you today, but it's estimated over 150 creeds have been put together for church history over the years. You say, well, I only know of three of them. That's because you're probably associated with some other religion or something. There's been three main creeds that have been passed down through the years. And this one always comes up and says, well, we're refining this one a little bit more. We have the Apostles' Creed, and that's what I hold to over here, and that's the gospel truth over here. But then there's some and say, well, we have the Apostles' Creed. I've got the Nicene Creed is what I hold to over here. Well, and I understand a, a summarizing, and I understand, listen, let's list some things down. And uh, you want a fun search to be able to do, and I do this for fun, okay? I will say this. The Bible is my final authority and not Google. But just go ahead and type in major doctrines. Just start typing it in major doctrines and then see how many suggestions come up. And then, listen, this morning, just for fun, I typed it in. Just this morning, it comes up, it says three major doctrines in the Bible. You know what the next article, next article was? Seven major doctrines in the Bible. And then the next one was six major doctrines in the Bible. And then there was one that said 10 major doctrines in the Bible. I'm like, you know, I'm sure glad that Google's not my authority. The foundation of our doctrine, listen, with over 150 mentioned creeds and confessions throughout all of Christianity, they come back to at some point was man's opinion to sit down and say, this is what we think. Now, listen, I'm not against creeds and confessionals, but listen, it better be based upon the word of God. It better not uh, contradict the authority that we have from the scriptures. 
Listen, here's what Paul said in the previous verse, well, in the previous chapter that he said to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16 said this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. You say, pastor, where do you get the doctrine for the church here? We get it from the word of God. That's where we get it. You say, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. Then we need to sit down and look at the Bible. I'm not asking your opinion. You're not asking my opinion, but there's got to be a foundation where we're living in a society that everybody will say that truth is relative. What may be truth for Brendan may not be truth for me. No, truth is absolute. Truth is absolute. It is not relative. Truth does not change based upon time period or opinion. Truth is truth. So when we come to the doctrine of salvation, can I remind us that the Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You say, well, but I've been taught all these years that I need to do all these sacraments, that I need to do all these works, that I need to accomplish this in order to be able to get to heaven. Listen, truth is not relative. Here's where we've gotten to today. You say, well, I'll just get a different book and I'll see what that book says. You see, there's a problem with just saying, well, I like this better. My opinion is this. I'm going to pick up this novel over here, and that's going to be my authority on it. Listen, your opinion, and I, and I value your opinion, and I know you value my opinion at times, but I would not base your eternity off my opinion. And I'm not basing my eternity off your opinion. I'd rather go to something that's just absolute. You say, Pastor, do you really believe the doctrine of the Bible that much? I do. Listen, my whole life is based upon this book. And if you want to know how much, not just my life, but my eternity is based on this book. If this book is false, listen, what am I even doing wasting my time? But I know it's not false. You say, how do you know that? Well, there is a matter of faith and just believe in God. And Jesus said, listen, we come under Christ. Anybody that comes to him, not only will he know why he's cast out, but they'll never thirst again. And listen, spiritually, I've never had a desire to go to something else for religion or practice or works in this world. When I've got Jesus, I am satisfied for all of eternity. The foundation of our doctrine is none other than the word of God. Understand that. Listen, this book will come above my opinion, my thoughts, and yours also at Granite State Baptist Church. The importance of doctrine. You say, Pastor, that's probably going to run some people off. They want their opinion to be the highest. It's not going to be here. It's going to be the word of God. That is our final authority. You say, Pastor, are you trying to run people off? No, we're actually trying to build a new building. <laughs> Not trying to run people off, but I just believe that people need to hear today that doctrine is important. It's not a matter of out here in this world saying, oh, we don't bring up doctrine because we all just need to unite together. If we're not uniting around the right things, then we don't need to be getting together. 
Because the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? The foundation of our doctrine. But then I want you to see this here. And, and I, I, could, I could preach an entire message on every one of these. I want you to see the faithfulness to our doctrine. The faithfulness to our doctrine. You say, well, is it our doctrine? Yes, I'm, I'm taking possession of it. This is the doctrine we hold to. In fact, the first century church, it said that they continued in the apostles' doctrine. You know why? Because it was that doctrine that was taught to them by the Lord Jesus Christ, handed down to them. And listen, I'm taking possession of it. This is the doctrine that we hold to. The faithfulness to the doctrine is what Paul said in verse number two. He said, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Do you understand that preaching does include reproving and rebuking? Well, pastor, if you preach those doctrinal messages like that, then listen, some, someone that doesn't agree with that might take it the wrong way. Reproving and rebuking for false doctrine is exactly what we're supposed to do. We're also supposed to exhort. So that means we're supposed to encourage. We're supposed to build up because listen, I want you to know there's people that are sitting here saying, pastor, we agree with that doctrine. And boy, it's good to hear it from the pulpit that we're holding to the doctrine, that we're exhorting, reproving, rebuking. But listen, with all long suffering and doctrine, that means our preaching, it is with long suffering. There may be some that we need to convince from the word of God and say, here's the right doctrine. You know what I found out? Not everybody that walks into Granite State Baptist Church knows the right doctrine from the scriptures. But I thought with some long suffering, listen, we can sit down, we can teach them the word of God and teach them, here's the right doctrine to hold to. I was asked over the past couple of weeks, listen, a hundred different times we get this question over the past 10 years. Well, what's the difference between your church and other churches? Why is there a hundred different churches around here? You know what it really, it comes down to doctrine comes down to doctrine, what we believe from the word of God, and that's the final authority. Listen, we need to be faithful to the doctrine that is in the scriptures, understanding what Paul said back in verse number 14 of chapter three. He said this, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Listen, continue in that which you've learned. Listen, there's some that are seated here. You have been taught the right doctrine since you could understand and hear any words. You've been taught what is right. You've been taught what is wrong. Listen, it's not time to walk away from it. There is coming a time that people will not endure sound doctrine. Hey, they're not going to sit around. They're not, they're not going to be, they're not going to be able to get through it. It's going to be a hard pill to be able to swallow. And listen, there's just times with doctrine from the scriptures that we say, listen, I may not like it, but it's true. And enduring, enduring song, sound doctrine. We've got to be faithful to it. Right about three years ago now, I preached another message just like this, but it was out underneath the tent. 
and I preached about a falling away that will take place, that has taken place, and I preached it and titled this message, It Doesn't Have to Be Us. Now listen, here's what I'm praying. There's places all around us that are dropping their doctrine. And that are saying, listen, why don't we get rid of these things and maybe we can bring more people in. Can I say this? The people that I desire that God puts here at Granite State Baptist Church are those that have no problem with doctrine. And listen, it's okay to be an educated Christian, to be able to know what the Bible says and to be able to understand the doctrine of the word of God and to be able to hold to it. Because churches all around us are dropping their doctrine dropping the preaching of the word of God. I couldn't imagine someone walked in here and they said this, they said, we'd walk into church and here's the reason we're coming, coming here. Here's what they said. At least you open a Bible. And I thought, I didn't think we'd ever get to the point in a church in America that a, that a preacher, quote unquote, would stand up before a congregation and supposedly preach the word of God, not even open a Bible during the whole thing. What are we supposed to be preaching anyway? Preach the word. Not your opinion, not your preference, not the news articles. Listen, (laughs) preach the word. Faithfulness to doctrine. But then here's where it gets convicting. The feelings and fables that are against our doctrine. Look what he said here in verse number three. He said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, they're just saying what they like for them to say. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. It's what I want taught. I can rest assured if you ever walk up to me and say, pastor, I think you ought to preach on this subject. Rest assured that's at the bottom of the list. Now it may be God that says, pastor, uh, Peter, God doesn't call me pastor. He may say, Peter, go ahead and preach on this subject. It may be God that does that, but rest assured I'll never get up here because Ollie Northcott said, pastor, get up and preach on this. What I want taught, what I want to hear. Oh, pastor, I don't like to hear about that. There's only one way for salvation to be able to get to heaven because I just believe that I can, I can do my good works and, and, and I'll just get there on my own. After all, we serve such a loving God. He is a loving God and it's his heaven. And so it's his way to get there. Well, that just doesn't set well with me. Well, at that point, I'm not one of the teachers that's going to be tickling your ears. A fable is a feigned story or tale intended, listen, to instruct or amuse. Boy, when I read that definition, I said, boy, doesn't that describe a lot of churches that we go into today. Listen, I'm not expecting you to walk out of here today and say that was a circus. 
But I do want, listen, in my heart and life, I want to be able, when I get done, be able to say, listen, I preached the word of God. I was faithful to the scriptures. You say, well, pastor, what if people don't like it? Now, listen, I could 100% agree if my delivery and personality turns you off. And that's something I can work on. How many here don't like my per? Don't put your hand up. Listen, I understand personality and delivery. Listen, that's something I can work on. That's something I can say, listen, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way, but I want to be to the point that I'm faithful to the word of God, that I'm not apologizing for what's been said. It might be how I said it. I told a couple this morning, can I, can I be transparent right now? I told a couple this morning, I said, I'm waiting for someone to complain today. I said, I'm just in one of those spirits right now. I said, not that there's anything wrong. I said, I'm just waiting for someone to come up and complain. Now, James Drury's already accomplished that, okay? Him and I have a relationship. If I ever need a dirty look or if I need complaining, he's my man, okay? (laughs) He was one I told this morning, and he just kind of looked at me. I said, it's just one of those mornings. I said, everything's fine. I said, no problems, issues going on. I said, but I'm in one of those. And I said, I might have to apologize for my delivery. I said, but not apologize for the message. (laughs) Now, listen, there may be times that we go through things like that. But I want to be so faithful to the word of God. Listen, I I don't want you or me to be putting feelings and fables above doctrine. Well, pastor, that just doesn't give me the fuzzy wuzzies and feeling all good and and, uh, tickling my ears and, and saying praise the Lord. Can I say doctrine doesn't always do that. Now, if you're right with God and you believe in the word of God, boy, I can sit back and say, preach it. I don't have a problem with Bible doctrine. I'm in agreement. I'll say amen to it. It's not that I don't care about feelings. But I will say this, when it comes to the Word of God, I have to choose the Word of God over my feelings or fables. And I'm not just here on a Sunday morning to tickle ears and to bring amusement to people. But I thought, listen, we better be committing to doctrine and saying, this is what God has for us, because listen, there is coming a day, and we are vast, quickly, quickly approaching it, and I believe it's already started, that people are saying, I, I just don't want that doctrine. Not going to endure sound doctrine. It's amazing when you lay out the Bible in front of some people, and it's plainly what the Bible says. And they're like, yeah, but that just doesn't set right with me. It's still Bible. I want to encourage us. Now, can I close with this? The doctrine of salvation, listen, we're not changing it from the Scriptures. We're not changing it. If you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says you have to call upon Him. The Bible says you have to believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead. That's what the Bible says. You say, well, I've had this experience and I saw this light and I had this bombshell of knowledge one day. That's not what the Bible says. Uh, We, 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 as Granite State Baptist Church, will continue to preach and teach the pure gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ.
And I want to encourage you, listen, if there has never been a time in your life when you realize you were a sinner, realize that Jesus paid your price for your sin, was buried and rose again, and listen, that it is not based on your works. None whatsoever. I cannot get any clearer about this. When we get to that point, understanding it's not about us, it is about Christ. He paid the price, not me. His works, not mine. And say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. That's Bible salvation. Well, pastor, I'm doing this over here. Bible salvation. Now, I believe once we have Bible salvation, it affects every area of our lives. But that's where it has to start. You say, well, I'm doing good on these doctrines over here. What about the doctrine of salvation? Let's just start with the foundation of it. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you don't even have a starting point to be able to believe doctrine. A commitment to doctrine. Listen, there is coming a day they will not endure sound doctrine. And church, I'm praying here at Granite State Baptist Church that that's not us. And by God's grace, that's not going to be the pastor that's standing behind this pulpit right now. We're going to stay with doctrine. Doctrine is what unifies our church body and our church family. But doctrine is also what divides us from down the road. It's doctrine. Let's hold to it, believe it, and allow it to make a difference in our lives. If you're here today and you're not saved, the doctrine of salvation is for you.